Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that is 712-432-2444. You can call in at 718-506-9099, and you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show, if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhi for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhi to do his famous Kayach from the Moyer show, uh, uh, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhi's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhi books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite alright, so I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so before I uh, tell the story, I just want to tell you that this story is dedicated as a Fushalema for... Yosef Chaim Ben Sarah um, Chaim, sorry, Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sarah Miriam, and for Esther Bas Chayerechel, and for, just for today, uh, and hopefully don't need it more. Somebody I uh, know went through a very big operation today. I uh, had a quick refuah shalema. His name is Meir Tzvi Ben Sarah Liva. Okay, now I am ready. To tell the story. You really have a story? What do you mean? You're always doubting whether I have a story. Of course I have a story. Uh, But it's a very interesting story. Uh, The story originally was sent in by... Uh, Let me guess. Uh, Mendy Z. That's right. But it's very interesting, I must say, to Mendy Z, that even though he didn't tell me who he heard the story from, but I must tell Mendy Z the following. Hope you're listening out there. This story uh, that you suggested that I tell, that you said you heard from someone else tell, and you'd like to hear the way I tell, just want you to know that I once told it, for sure, for sure, 
I checked back on my records in 2010. In the year 2010, I told this story, and I called it Reb Neftulcha Gabay Tzedakah. I told it on Wonder Words. Now, I'm not sure if I also told it eventually on, um, you know, Jared Radio or not, but I looked for the last few years and I didn't see it on my files. So maybe I didn't tell it in quite a while. I also, um, one of my sons, my, my son, the storyteller, Rabbi Meir Herbs, he once told this story also. And this story can be found in um, the Margaret Speaks, I think it is also, yes. Okay, so uh, it's a very well-known story, but if you want to hear it again, and it's Kashmaka story, a great lesson, I will most certainly tell it in your honor. Okay, Mandy Z, and for everybody else out there, this is for you. Oh, wow. Tolcha Gabay Yes, Rabnaf Yeah, some people call it a priest's clothing. Some people call it Rabnaf Tolli, the Gabay Yeah, You know, whatever it is. Okay. Anyways, <coughs> we're going to start the story right now. This story, where we're going to pick up, started right after World War II. No, sorry, not after World War II. After World War One. Got that? After World War One. That means it was the early 1900s, you know, maybe 1920, 1925, whatever. Maybe something like that. Anyhow, let me tell you something. What happened was as follows. The municipality, okay, they're the people that deal with uh, what has to be done for the city or whatever it is. Now, I looked in sources. I tried to resource, uh, check it out. I even went to see if in the market speech they had a source of which town it is. He never mentioned the town, okay? And uh, uh, this story apparently was told over by Rab Sholem Schwadron Zetzal. Okay, so anyhow, so, you know, like, it's a very well-known story, and uh, just people tell it differently. Including you, Rabbi Herbs. Yes, I tell it differently, and I assure you I'm going to probably tell it differently the way I told it uh, all those years ago. Okay, so here we go. The the municipality. Right, the municipality was having a meeting, and unfortunately, there were a number of of uh, people in the municipality that were big anti-Semites, big anti-Semitan. So, let's pick it up from the meeting. Uh, all right, gentlemen, gentlemen, please, order, order, order. All right, we're quiet, what is it? All right, now, let me tell you something. Okay, I want you all to look at the chart. Does everybody see this chart over here? Uh, well, if we don't see it, we sure hear it because you keep banging. All right. So now, if we look over here, we could use as the, uh, we are rebuilding our, you know, uh, city over here and everything. We're building this shtetl, ichweis, whatever, you know. Uh, uh, where did you pick up the word ichweis? Rabbi uh, Herbs, uh, where did I get that word? Uh, forget it. You didn't say it. Uh, you're, 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 you're a rabid uh, anti-Smith. You understand? I'm a rabbit? No, 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 not a rabbit. A rabid. R-A-B-I-D. You know what I mean? Like you're really bad. You hate the Jewish people. Oh, yes, of course. All right, now listen here very carefully. All right, I want you to look at this uh, chart here. Okay, see what I'm pointing to? This here chart right here. Okay, now, 
We have to rebuild uh, our territory in Poland over here, and we have to make it easy for traffic to go and everything. So I uh, propose that we should build a new road, a new highway, but it has to go through this part over here. Oh, excuse me, sir. But that part over there, if I'm not mistaken, that part there is, uh, isn't that a Jewish cemetery? Yeah, who cares? It's an old cemetery. I don't know if anybody takes care of it. But it's not respectful for the Jewish dead. Heh, Jewish dead is not like our dead. Our dead are dead. Their dead is, well, <laughs> no different than an animal. Well, actually, some of our animals we take better care, but whatever it is. You don't have respect for the Jews, apparently, do you? Eh, no, I don't. Uh, is there any reason? Hey, listen, my father was an anti-Semite. My mother was an anti-Semite. My grandmother, my grandfather from both sides, they were both anti-Semites. And let me tell you something. I have no idea why, but it passed it on to us. So we, we just hate them, okay? That's the bottom line. So it's not a problem. Uh, because if we go around the cemetery like this, you're following the chart over here, then it's going to cost us a lot more money. It's going to take a lot longer to do. So I propose that we do that. We're just going to go run straight through the cemetery? Well, <laughs> we'll be nice to the Jewish people. Oh, so you change your mind? You're not going to go through the cemetery? No, we will go through the cemetery. But we are going to call the Jewish representatives to come here. We'll send for the rabbi. <laughs> now, I don't exactly know who the rabbi was at that time because none of the sources I saw said who it was. Anyways, <coughs> there will be one rabbi that will be mentioned that it does say who he is. But meanwhile, the rabbi of this place at this time was not said who it was. And the rabbi was summoned to come down. And the rabbi looked at him and he said, Mashish, ich darf why do I have to go down there? What is the matter? Don't tell me they're going to make more taxes on us eating. Hi, didn't we suffer enough to the world? All right, I will come down. I'll be there shortly. And so the rabbi, he went down there. And he arrives and he knocks on the door. Ah, come in, rabbi. Join the meeting. <laughs> How are you? How are you? And for that moment, just to make it look good and respectful, he stood up for the rabbi. And he, you know, like gave him a greeting respectfully. Rabbi, please sit down. All right. Okay, so tell me, please. Don't play uh, beating around the bush. What is it that you need from me? And why did you summon me? Well, rabbi, you know, uh, World War One is over. And progress has to continue. That is right. I, I'm all for it. So what's, what does it have to do with me? <laughs> rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi. We need to build more roads and highways. We have to repair things. And we plan, if you look over here on this blown-up chart and map over here, we plan to make a highway starting from here, going straight across here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. One second. I recognize that spot over there. That's where a Jewish cemetery is. I'm sorry. It's not respectful. You can't build over that. Well, I'm sorry too, Rabbi. But we voted. Right, gentlemen? Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we voted. 
I don't know what we voted for, but it sounded good. <laughs> yeah, 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 we voted, we voted. Rabbi, we voted that this highway must continue. So you're going to go and you're going to build this highway straight through the Jewish cemetery? A chitzpah! <laughs> Rabbi, you are living here on the graciousness of us. We are gracious to host you, Rabbi, and the rest of you Jewish people here. We could change our mind very easily, because we are the majority authority. We want you to be nice to you. How are you being nice to me? You come to call me to tell me that you are going to run the highway through a cemetery? Ay, ay, ay! Would you do this through your cemetery? Well, not exactly, because, uh, well, we had a discussion about it that your dead is not as, um, um, uh, Our dead is not as respectable as your dead? Why? Well, let me see. If I kill you right now, would you bleed the same way I do? Would you be dead the same way? And if you kill the Jew, would he not be dead the same way? All indifference is, a year does mitzvah and maishim toivim, and he has toira, so he's going to have a shtikl chelik from the oil of Maybe a great big chelik. But you people, if you continue living the way you are, you're going to <sighs> be sent to Gehinnom. You understand? Hey, Rabbi, please don't threaten us. We want to be nice to you. How are you being nice? You want to tell me already? Hey, yes, Rabbi, if you calm your liver down, <laughs> I'll tell you how we're going to be kind to you. <laughs> We're giving you um, uh, two weeks. We're giving you two weeks to dig up the cemetery and uh, uh, move the bodies somewhere else. Make another Jewish cemetery or take it to that other Jewish cemetery at the end of the town and rebury these people over there. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but that's the way it is. We voted on it. Yeah, you voted on it. And who is going to pay for it? Uh, you are, of course. We're not, uh, we're not obligated to do it. Uh, if we want, we can just order the bulldozers right now and just plow right through and build the road right over those graves. Hey, you are such a rusher. You know that? I'm a what? You're an evil person. <laughs> Say what you want, Rabbi. But if you don't move those graves, you don't move those bodies and move into another cemetery or another place to bury them. In two weeks, the bulldozers will be coming, and they're going to wreck the cemetery and smooth out the roads, and they're going to build right on top of it. You understand? Now, unfortunately, things like this did happen, and unfortunately, they sometimes didn't tell the Jews, and uh, especially after World War II, the people who were rebuilding Poland and things like that, they actually used some of the matsevas from the tombstones to make steps, to make walkways. Yes, it was a real sad time, but this was after World War I, and even then there were problems. Okay, now, going back here, the rabbi, he went back to the people, no, Rebbe, was it gesagt? Yeah, Rebbe, what did you No, Sir Rebbe, you don't look happy. What happened? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. We have two weeks. Two weeks to pack our bags and leave. And throwing us out a chitzpah. Many of us even fought in World War One. 
Some of them are even heroes. I don't understand this. Why would they throw us? They're not going to throw us out. They want to just throw uh, the cemetery away. The cemetery? What do you mean? Well, you know that cemetery, the older one, okay? So uh, we have two weeks to remove all the dead bodies. All the dead bodies, we have to remove them. Remove them into another cemetery. Uh, or else they will send the bulldozers and just go right over it and build the road anyways over it. There's nothing I could do to stop them. They all voted in the municipality, a bunch of anti-Semitans. It's a gazaira mina shemayim. What can I tell you? Azoi gaitis. You understand? So herzig zivusikaizugin. Listen very carefully what I'm going to tell you. We must start organizing the Hebrew Kedisha. And other people are not afraid to look at dead bodies. And remember, some cases we're just going to find the bones. And some cases we're going to find bodies that are decomposed. Ah, yes. And Rebbe, we're going to find out if it's true that if somebody was a tzaddik, his body would not decompose altogether, right? I'm sure, yes. Yes, of course. Now, everybody understands what has to be done. Now try to keep all the bones together of each body so we can bury them separately. Now, although halachically it's not so easy to move a body without special circumstances, this is one of those circumstances because the bazoyan to the dead bodies would be horrible. Understanding? So we must um, do what we can. And so, sure enough, the people began organizing the Hebrew Kedisha. The Hebrew Kedisha got their shovels ready. And the man in charge of the Hebrew Kedisha, he said, There's a moment of a boy, Sai. I had to see. Listen to me very carefully. It's a very delicate situation because, you know, we're digging up and we have to be careful not to break any bones and be very careful. And make sure we find all the bones of the bodies that we were digging up, and then we have to put them uh, separately, and you know, and, and then we'll rebury it in the, in the new desiccated cemetery. We actually will add a piece to the cemetery that's on the other side of the town. Okay, so Rabbi say, let's get started. And sure enough, the people began digging. So, of course, they found bones for the bodies that were there for 60, 70, even as much as. Ten years ago. And then, of course, some bodies that they found that were buried like a month or two ago, of course, their bodies were starting to decompose and everything like that. And this was going on. And day after day, they would be very careful, very delicate, as first week went by. And suddenly, they came to a caver, which the caver said, Rebnev Tulcha. Rebnev Tulcha. That's what it was. And they went to this cave. As they come to the cave, they're digging up very carefully. All right, so just be very careful, okay. Um, you got this covered? Yeah, yeah, don't worry. We have this covered, don't worry. Yeah, I got you under the cave. You, you start working on another grave, okay? We got this covered, okay. Hey, uncle, help me over here. Uh, sure, Avada, sure, Zicha, I'll help you, no question about it. And, of course, they were digging this cave of Rabnav Tulcha. And all of a sudden, as they dug up the grave, 
There was a geschrei, a scream. Ah! I can't believe it. Oh, my goodness. Ah! Oh, eh, 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 Mr. President of the Hemkadisha, eh, please, eh, Burich, come here, schnell, schnell. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. What is it that you want me to see over here? Eh, uh, what, what is it? Yeah, but look at this body. <laughs> don't faint, don't faint, don't faint. What's the matter with you? Don't faint. Oh, if I was me, uh, he fainted. Uh, pour some water on him. Hey, I can't believe it. The body didn't decompose. Whoever this remnant told she was, he, he's obviously a very big tzaddik. But there's something very weird about this. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed. That was what I screamed. Not that he was a tzaddik, but... He's not dressed in a, wrapped in a talis. He's not dressed in, in wrapped in tachlich and clothing, no with the kittle and everything. He's dressed in a gallus clothing. He's dressed in a priest's clothing. If verstehtigness, what's going on here? I don't know. Let's get the rov. And the rov came. And the rub looked, uh, the, uh, excuse me, Rabbi Yes. What, what, what? I'm trying to go, I was flowing with the story. Uh, was the rub a Cohen? No, no, he was not a Cohen. That's why he was allowed to go into the cemetery. And if he was a Cohen, they would ask him outside the cemetery. And the rub came, Amish, unbelievable what I see here. This person, Rab uh, known as Naftuli, the real name, and Naftolch is a, a, a loving nickname. He obviously was a very big tzaddik here. But what's the mystery? He's dressed in priest clothing. I'm not exactly a youngster, but I don't remember the story about him. Does anybody here know the story? Does anybody? And rumor spread. Not rumor, the story spread because it was true. <laughs> there were people saw it. It wasn't a rumor that it was a body that didn't compose. It, it, it was a true thing. And people were talking all over the place. And and people were saying, I wonder what your story is for that. And of course, they did move the body, of course, and they buried it in the other place. But the people were talking around. Hey, why do you suppose this story is? I don't know. It was before my times. I don't know. I wonder if there's anybody in this town that's old enough to know. I mean, this thing must have been for... Um, Twice, uh, over 60, 70 years ago when this was. Let me, tracht a Let me try to figure out when this person was buried, maybe. I don't know. The, the date is uh, rubbed out. Aha. Uh -huh. The date is rubbed out from the cave. Okay, the stone is not so clear. Hmm. Well, it had to be before I came here. So it has to be 50, 60 years at least. I'm telling you, 50, 60, maybe even 70, 50, at least 50 years for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, so Rabbi, uh, what are we going to do? Um, anybody know the story? Right now, we're going to make sure all the bodies, all the bones are reburied. Then we'll try to get to the mystery. And of course, they were trying to get to the mystery. And somebody said, uh, Rabbi, here's your cheek. I was just thinking out loud that out the yid in the back, who sits to all himself, I'm not sure if he has all his faculties, you know, why he's a very old man, 
I mean, if you ask me, it looks like he's 120 already. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, he must be in his 90s or something like that. He was Tiny Chesomim. Maybe he was in the town when this Rabnab Tulce uh, was here. Uh, I see. Very good idea. Come, Raboisai. Uh, let him tell over the story. Maybe we will learn something from it. After all, it's got to be some reason where he got the schus that his body should not rot, and yet something about the galochen clothing. It's not a custom. It looks like real stuff. No, no. Anschuldig. Rabid. Wishmachtaich. Did you say something? Yes, yes. Ich bin the roof, do. Uh, the roof? Is there a problem with the roof? Am I standing on the place where it's going to rain in? No, 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 no. Ich bin the roof. I'm the rabbi. Oh, yes. I know you. You're the rabbi here. Uh, you speak on Shabbos. You speak very well. So what is it that um you you want from me? <laughs> Listen to me. You here a long time in this town? Uh, I'm here for at least seventy-five years or more. <laughs> I see. And how old are you, by the way? May I ask? Uh, let me say, uh, well, uh, uh, the six minus the seven, four to seven, uh, about ninety-two years old. Ninety-two years old. Can I know her? She be zoyche to live to a hundred and twenty to a hundred and twenty. Thank you, Amen. Uh, I hope you don't mind. I just at my age, I don't hear very well. So, what can I do for you? Well, we were forced by the municipality to dig up the old cemetery and move the bodies elsewhere. When we dug up a person named Ramnab Tulce, uh, we found that two things bothered us. One, it was a tzaddik, obviously. That didn't bother us because his body didn't compose. But the real thing that bothered was, I would say that he was dressed instead of tachrichum clothing, rapmetatalis, he was wearing... Um, Priest clothing. Ah, uh, <laughs> You're really racking my memory. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Remnav Tulcha Gabai Chadaka. Oh, yes, 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 yes. A very strange man. So, wait a second, you're telling me that he was buried with the Galochim clothing? Uh, yes, that's what we found him in. Amazing, amazing. And tell me, besides being buried in the Galoch's clothing, um... You found him that his body didn't decompose? That's right. It looked like he was buried today. Uh, but he wasn't. He was buried somewhere in a time when 
חיים סנזו איז נפטר. יש, דברי חיים. It was in the 1876 was when the Dibrechaya was Nipter. I'm not told you was Nipter not too long after that, I think, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so tell me, you remember the story? <laughs> I remember the story as though it happened today. But it didn't happen today. No, it happened when I was a little boy. <laughs> But I remember the story. You know, the Chachomim say that people remember things that they learned when they were younger. Yes, the things they learned when they were younger, they remember better than the things they learned when they are older. <laughs> oh, So maybe, if you don't mind, you could tell the Oilem the story about this. Uh, uh, apparently, what you're saying is that he's a tzaddik. After all the years that I knew this story, I didn't realize he was a tzaddik. I thought, like everybody else, that he lost his marbles. But actually, my father, Oliver Shalom, didn't think he lost his marbles. And he said he met somebody a few days after the incident that he had only words of thank you and he couldn't understand why Rab Naftulchi was removed from being the Gabite Sadaka. He's a very special man. He raises money for poor people. He couldn't understand. But I guess he didn't know what everybody else did. I'll tell you the story. And apparently now when I tell the story... I know that he wasn't such a bad person that was losing his mind. No, no, no. Instead, I see that what you're telling me, he obviously was a big tzaddik. Well, I know the reason why he was buried in the priest's clothing, but now I see that the bracha from Chaim Sanza is true. It actually happened. What? It happened. Please, please, elaborate the story. All right, let me tell you. So, it was many years ago, I guess when I was a little boy. You see, I don't, did I tell you that yet? Why is everybody gathered around me? You were telling us, oh, yes, 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 yes. You think because I'm so old, I don't remember things. <laughs> That's not true. I remember... Uh, many things, and unfortunately, I do forget things, because it sometimes comes with some people with the old age, but this story I remember. So Ram Natali was a garbage shidaka, and his job was to collect money and distribute it to the poor people, and things like that. So um, he kind of did this, you know, every now and then, and one day it was a particular very tough day for him, because he collected shidaka and he distributed And he was very dedicated to what he did. He really cared about everybody. And suddenly one day, there was a knock on his door. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I'm coming. Just a minute, please. Let me get to the door. Yes, may I help you? Uh, Shalom Aleichem. My name is Ish Chaim Dovi. 
And I want to just tell you that I, I just moved into this town not too long ago. About, you know, maybe 10 hours ago. Uh, and we got a good deal on a house over here. A small little, uh, you know, place, uh, a small thing. It's not really ours. We're renting. So we really don't have much money because most of the money we had, we save up how we pay for the first month's rent, and we don't know what doing yet. But meanwhile, uh, uh, my family's here, and, and they're very hungry, and, and they have no food, and, 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 you know, besides the fact that they have no food, um, um, so they, they need, uh, you know, food, and, and, but they don't have. And, and one of my children got sick. Uh, he's running a fever. So uh, we need to take care of him. Um, um, could you please help us out? I'll tell you what. I just finished distributing the money I collected earlier. I'll go for you one more time. All right, let me go. I'm going. And sure enough, <laughs> this person, Abnabtulcha, <laughs> he went to collect. He would knock on doors. Of course, people would answer the doors, and they would say, Who's there? Hello, who's there? It's me, Abnabtulcha, the Gabay Tzedakah. Ah, you were here this morning, weren't you? Uh, yes, I was. But, you know, it happens to be that uh, it's time uh, to uh, collect the duck again. Uh, a very poor person came and moved into the town, and, and of course, Altayid. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. And, of course, he told him his story, and he told him his story, and he told him his story, and he told him... Uh, 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 please go on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he told him his story... And people gave again, but it was starting to get a little reluctant, you know, because this wasn't the richest town. Oh, there was a rich person here and there, but it was getting tough. And then finally he came home, and he gave the money. Oh, huh? Very good. Ahem. Uh, <clears throat> no? Hello? Ah, uh, hello, you... Uh, <laughs> what happened? Uh, you kind of fell asleep in the story, and the rabbi is waiting to hear the story, and so is the oilam over there. You see those people? Uh, they're waiting to hear from you. Oh, I'm sorry, rabbi. It's all right. But please, continue the story. You want a drink? Eh? No, I don't drink at my age. Don't I mean a drink of orange juice, milk, something? Oh, uh, orange juice is fine. Okay, anyway, so let me tell you what happened. So, um... Ramnatulchev sat back down, and he gave the money to the person, uh, uh, before he sat down, of course, and, and the person thanked him. <laughs> Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. And Avtoli was about to take off his shoes and, and rub his feet from walking through the whole shtetl again, and suddenly there was a pounding on the door. Okay, just a minute, I'll come and get the door. Dum bum bim bum boy, dum bum bim bum boy. Ah, yes, can I help you? Hello. Um, very high challenges to you, my. My family is very poor. And, um, when my children ask for supper tonight, um, nobody. I was able to provide supper. Well, that's because it's the mother's job, your wife's job, to cook the meal. Yeah, I told her about that. But she didn't have any food to cook up. So I was just wondering, do you still have any money left? I'm very sorry, but 
I, 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 I don't. But uh, I, I come back tomorrow. I'll, I'll collect again. Right now, I don't know what'll happen. Because, you know, it's also very cold in my house. And even if we got food, if we don't have firewood, uh, we won't be able to uh, make a fire. All right, all right. You convince me. You convince me. I don't want your children to freeze to death. Chas v'sholem, chas v'sholem. Okay, okay. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Let me go collect. And... Ahem. Uh, 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 me? Uh, yes, you. Uh, uh, okay. Well, anyways, what happened was this. Or I'm not told you went, and he went around, and he was knocking on doors. And he knocked on other doors. And he knocked on other doors. And this time, the people again. What's the matter with you? How many times are you going to come to collect? What's the matter? You taking this money for yourself? Chas <laughs> v'sholem. Chas v'sholem. I would never take this money for myself. I wanted to sit down and rest, massage my feet. I was, this is the third time I'm walking through the town. What's the matter with you? Chas v'sholem. Don't think of it for a moment. I did not take the money for myself. No, 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 no. I'm very sorry. No, 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 no. I would not do that for myself. I'm collecting for a poor person. He doesn't even have firewood. He's going to freeze. His children, he has young children. They need food. They need to be able to cook food. They have no firewood to cook or to heat up the house. All right, all right. All right. All right. All right. And of course, um, um, uh, what happened next? Uh, oh, oh, you're telling the story, Rabbi? No, no, you're telling the story. I'm asking you what happened next. Oh, you caught me dozing. Okay, anyways, listen here. I'll tell you what happened next. What happened next was is that the people did give the money, but they were very disgruntled. They were getting something to get, you know, like, they gave not, but not with good feelings for Stice, you understand? But they gave it nonetheless. All right. Okay. Now let me sit down. Let me make myself a nice hot tea. da dee 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 now let me sit down here and relax a little bit and I will just take a little nap and then I'll go to Minche and Meirev. Okay, just a minute now. I'm coming. Just a minute. I'm coming. Yes, may I help you? Yeah. I don't know how to tell you this. Aber die Sache ist ja so. Um, you know, I lost my job about a week ago. And I realized that I work here and there. But I'm obviously not making enough. And, um, Shach is a joy. Um, I, um, I, um, I, I have no money right now. And, um, I don't know what I'm going to do for supper. And, uh, I, I don't have exactly a small mishpuche. My wife and I, my kinderlach, we don't have food. And, um, it's a lot of things we're missing. And it's going to be very difficult. I uh, I see. I hear what you're saying. Uh, okay. So you need some tzedakah money. How much do you need? Well, 
I think I would need at least 20 rubles. 20 rubles will cover the meals. It will cover for tomorrow morning. It will allow me to buy some firewood to use to cook up the meal. I'd be able to use it not just to cook up the meal, but I'd be able to uh, warm up the house. And maybe with the 20 rubles I have a little bit left over that I, I'd be able to buy a little better clothing so I could be more presentable when I look for a job. All right, all right, all right. But uh, listen, maybe we could do this tomorrow. I already went two or three times today already. I mean, you know, the people are getting a little grumpy. They're not so uh, willing to... Please, please. <sighs> Some of my children didn't eat for a more than a day and a half. I have a little baby in the house. I can't help it. I don't want to bother you. I understand what you're saying. I need help. You don't help me. I don't know if all my kindles are going to make it through the night. You understand? I understand. I understand. Okay, you know what? Do me a favor. Sit down over here. I have enough hot water. Would you like a tea? Yeah, but about my... I'll try to see what I can do for you. Okay? Let me put my shoes back on. Gotta do this my full heart. Full heart. I am a Gabai Tzedoka, and I'm here to help people, and I'm not going to let the, let, the, let the Sutton take away my mitzvah. No way, no, no how. I'll take care of everything. Just you relax, and you stay well. Would you like a shtickle cake? A, a bit of lekach, yes? A little cake? That would be very nice. Are you going to take a long time? I hope not. We'll see. But, you know, I have to see if there's anybody I missed. And maybe I can go to them now. Okay, you know what? You uh, sit down and relax. You warm your feet up. Uh, I was about to use this hot water to warm my feet. Yeah, you can take off your shoes and warm your feet up in this little, uh, little pot over here of hot water. Ah, thank you very much. I hope I'm not being matriach, you. Am I bothering you? Oh, no, 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 no. You just give me an opportunity to a mitzvah. I just have to figure out how I'm going to do it. Eh? No, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's, I'll, 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 I'll be on my way. It just might take a little longer this time than the other times because, you know, many people don't have more money to give out. Okay, don't worry. I'll figure out something. Well, let me go out the door. All right, I'm outside the door. Who am I going to go to? Ephraim? Oi, Ephraim is already beginning to think I'm putting the money in my own pocket. Oi, this is terrible. I can't do that. Ah, Mendel, I could ask Mendel. Sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Mendel, Mendel, Mendel. <laughs> no, 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 Mendel said if he comes to, if I come again, he's going to not open the door for me. Okay, so who can I go to? I have to go to somebody. I need to go to somebody. Who can I go to? What should I do? I need to go. Ha! Yeah, Zanvil, Zanvil. Can't go to Zanvil. He said if I give more money, that was him speaking, if he gives more money, <laughs> he'll have to come to me to collect money for him. So what am I going to do? I want to help this yid. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ah, I know what I could do. I know what I could do. There's a gevir in the town. 
Are you going to say his real name? Actually, in all the versions of the story, they never said his real name. The only name that they gave real was Ramnath Tolcha and the Sons of Rebbe, which we'll get to him at the right time. Meantime, I would like to continue. What do you mean you continue? Uh, aren't I telling the story? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, right, uh, yeah, you're telling so. Go ahead. All right. Anyways, so there was Ramnath Tolcha walking the street on his block where he lived back and forth trying to figure out something. And suddenly he remembered, uh, like I was starting to say, the Gavir. Uh, I mean, well, yes, he did the Gavir, right. Uh, and he started to remember. Uh, yes, I remember. There's a big Gavir on the block, but he's out of town now. I can't go to him. Otherwise, I would go to him and bug him. And I would not really bug him, but I mean, I would, well, I would stay there and plead my case to try to collect for him. But I have one thing is for sure. I can't go to the other Eden. They're going to uh, not give me with their full heart. And some of them said they can't even give another penny. They can't afford it. So what am I going to do? The rich man has a son. Yes, 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 yes. The rich man has a son. His name is Mordechai. Except he calls himself Marty. Marty, he calls himself by his English name. Because he hangs around with a bunch of goyim. And some other Yidin that are shtickle off the derech. Hey, the Rav tries to be Makar of them, but he wasn't successful yet. But you know, he's got a lot of money too. Maybe I can go to him. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. I try not to go to him because he always gives me a hard time. He always has to make it hard to give the money, but then eventually does. But uh, I don't know what he's going to have in mind this time. But you know what? I got to do it. I got to help this Yid. I must help this Yid. And I'm going to do it. And so, that's what it seemed to me that Ramnath Tulcha did. Now, I myself uh, only learned some of the story later. I mean, I saw what I saw, but I'm going to tell you what I saw, that I saw. You understand? Except that uh, to understand what I saw a little bit better, uh, I found out uh, things later. Uh, you, You understand? Anyways, so let me tell you, because I was around in those days. So, uh, he started going to the house uh, where he lived. And he knocked on the door. But he was about to knock on the door, and he said, I don't even why I'm bothering. He's probably not home. He's probably at the bar, at the Kretschme, at the tavern, where he always hangs out. Why should I bother his mother? Ay, 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 ay. Okay, let me go to the tavern. And so, sure enough, Ramnav Tolcha went to the tavern. And uh, usually in this tavern, this was not the real from one. This was like, uh, you know, the modern one, uh, unfortunately, whatever. A lot of goyim hung out in this tavern. And sure enough, there was this rich man's son, this rich man's son, Marty, was sitting over there with his friends, and they were joking around, making jokes, and they were laughing, and they were drinking, and they were fairly drunk, I would say. And Raptolcha walks deeper into the place. I boy, what's with you? What you doing? You want a drink? <laughs> hey, mister... You like a drink? Come over here. We'll give you a drink. 
Uh, it's quite all right. I just need to see somebody here. Want to see me? Okay. Here I am. Do you like my nose? <laughs> if it's a little red, that's me because I drank too much today. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you too? Yes, 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 quite so. All righty. <laughs> and just then, as he approached the table where Marty Mordechai was sitting, Marty noticed him. And he looked up. <laughs> so what do we have here? Hey, Ravnav Tulcha, the Garbite What can I do for you? I'm sure you didn't come in here to get a drink, because I usually never see you here. <laughs> so what are you doing here? Huh? Huh? Garbite Shedjaka, Nav what should you win here? Uh, well, to tell you the truth, I need... Ah, you're collecting. But you didn't come to me earlier today. That means you probably went and had to collect a few times today. And now you're probably afraid to go again because everybody's not going to trust you or nobody has money left. So you're coming to me. Because you know that I have plenty of money. Uh, well, uh, yes. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, I, 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 I need uh, to collect Sadaka, and, and I have to help this poor person. Uh, if not, I don't know if his children will survive the night. <laughs> that a fact. Okay, I'll let me think this over. Hey. Guys, come over here. It's <laughs> a good idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> Great idea. I love it. All right. And uh, the boys and I, we talked it over. Uh, I agreed to give you the whole 20 rubles you need. Is that what you mentioned you need? Uh, I, 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 did I mention it yet? I don't remember if I did or not, but, uh... Well, then, watch this paper. Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, this is the paper where I wrote down that I need to raise 20 rubles. So, even if you didn't say so, the paper fell out of your pocket. You need to raise 20 rubles. I'll give it all to you. And if you're a good sport, maybe I'll give you more. Uh, I'm not sure I follow. <laughs> Wait right over here. I'll be right back. Guys... Don't give him to drink. Uh, you know, I want him to do this with his whole head. <laughs> sure, Marty, no problem. Yeah, Marty, no problem. Yeah, Marty. <laughs> and of course, and Rabnav told you didn't know what was uh, in for him. But let me tell you what happened. Rabnav told you waited for Marty to come back. Marty came back. And he had a pair of clothing, and he said the following. Now listen here, Naftolchip, if you agree to wear these priest's clothing, the Gallus clothing, you put it on, and you're going to dance through the town with us. We're going to play music, attract attention, liven up the town a bit, and if you march through the whole town like this, I'll give you the whole thing. What? You want me to wear a Gallus clothing? Are you out of your mind? 
Huh? Well, you know, I guess you'll have to go somewhere else to get the money. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me think about this. Let me think about this. And I guess he thought about it because eventually he did agree to do it. He probably realized that he has to help this poor person and he can't go to the other people to ask. So he hoped Hashem would forgive him. And so let me tell you what happened. He put on the clothing. And they started marching in the streets. And they were playing drums. And trust me, they didn't play the best of music. Uh, they were playing music. I'm telling you, it was very interesting what they were doing. They were playing. They go, Hey, you pretty bum, bitty, bitty, bum, 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 bitty, bum, bum. Bum bum, hey up, diddy bum bum, diddy diddy dum bum, diddy dum bum bum, diddy dum, diddy dum, hey! And there were some people blowing trumpet type of things, and some people were playing. I don't know what that instrument was called. And of course, it didn't make sense. It sounded like a bunch of noise, but people opened their windows to see what's going on. And to their surprise, they saw Remnant Tulcha dressed like a gala, singing, dancing. Huh? Who's going to do what? Hey, Remnant Tulcha, who's going to sing? Who's going to the cop? Give me a kick of him, man. He's going crazy. He's going Of course, people didn't check it out. But they were talking Lashinara, even though it was in front of him. They never checked out how come he's wearing the gala's clothing. They just thought he went crazy. They didn't ask. They didn't know he was trying to raise money to help a poor person. And because he knew that they were not going to give any more, they were already complaining that he came around to collect too many times. So anyways, Ramnatulcha swallowed it all, and he didn't say a word. And the people were passing by. I mean, I mean, the, you know, Marty's group was passing by, singing with the dancing and all that noise and everything. And then all of a sudden, more people heard the noise and they came out. What's going on here? I'm not told you, what are you doing? Excuse me, what's the fellow in the cop? I face me I am not told you, and of course, some people were so upset and angry, they threw things at him. And they screamed at him. I've told you, We trust you have a respectable job to collect the token. And they lost his arm machine. You went to the tavern, kept yourself drunk. And this is the way you act. Put on a gala's clothing. Aye, I think we should take away his job. That's it. Too much collecting for him got to his head. Hey, maybe that's what it is. You know something. Yeah, I think I, 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 I know what you're leading at. He collected a few times today. He probably didn't help poor people. He probably went to buy drinks. He just couldn't take it anymore. All these poor people. So he finally raised money for himself to buy drinks at the tavern. Then he started hanging around with Marty. Sure. Well, that's what probably happened. And of course, that was Lush and Hara. And it was Rechilas because none of it was true. But nonetheless, they did it anyways. And then, when they finished, this person, Marty, said, <laughs> You're a great sport. I've told you, I'm going to keep my word. I told you that if you do what I say, 
Not a problem. I'm gonna give you uh, the money. So here's the 20 rubles you needed, and here's a couple more rubles. <laughs> Bonus. Enjoy. <laughs> Next time you need money, come by and see me, and I'll see what other stick that I could come up with. <laughs> You like that stick that I have with the gala clothing, right? You know what? I, I, I think you like it so much. You could keep the gala's clothing. And sure enough, he kept the gala's clothing. Now, until later on, we didn't know what happened, but I eventually found out, like I said, when I got to know the story behind the story. So what happened was is that he came home very uh, dejected. His wife asked him, Naftali. What happened outside? What is going on? Why are the people throwing things? And why are you dressed in this gala's clothing? <laughs> well, uh, he went over and he gave the money to the poor person who looked at it very strange. And he told him, here, and here's some extra. And he gave me, he didn't want to take a penny for himself. And then when the poor person was left, he told his wife, I'm very sorry. I just don't want to talk about it anymore. And he took off the clothing from the garlic, and he went over, and he put it in a bag, and he put it in the back of the closet, and he left it there. And a couple months passed by, and some people forgot the incident, others didn't. But by then, according to one version of the story, he uh, kind of lost his job because they thought he lost his marbles. And some say that yeah, they gave him another chance. But whatever it is, oh, yeah, he took a big boucher. Oh, yeah, he was ashamed. He was so embarrassed you can't even begin to imagine. A couple of months passed by, and it was in the probably 1870s because, after all, uh, he passed by through the shtetl. And as he's walking through the shtetl, uh, some say he was in a wagon that he was going through, but whatever it is, he said, I'm in it. Stop the wagon right now. Stop the wagon right now. And, and at that moment, he, they stopped the wagon, and he started sniffing around. And he said, There's the smell of Ganadin coming from this town, but more precise, from this house. Knock on the door. Um, and so they knocked on the door. And um, the Tulcha came to the door. Uh, yes? Oh, oh, should open the door first. Uh, yes? Uh, may, may I help you? Oh, you give The high like a son's a rebbe. I'm son's. Come inside, come inside. Oh, what can I do for you? I smell... The smell of Ganadin. In this house it's coming from. Uh, smell of Ganadin? Coming from here? Yes, yes. Do you mind if I walk around? Uh, no. Why would Ganadin be here? I'm going to find out. And so the sons of Rebbe went, and he came to the closet. And at that moment, it started to come back to him. I face me. I have the clothing of the Galak in the closet. I hope he doesn't see it. But he's going to the closet. Do you mind if I open this closet? Uh, um, go, go right ahead. Ah, what is in that bag? 
Ganadin is coming out of that bag. I smell Ganadin coming from that bag. What's in there? Um, um, ooh. And of course, he took it out and he showed him the gala's clothing. And the sons of Rebbe wanted to know what was going on. And he told them the story. And the sons of Rebbe said, you don't realize what you did. And, uh, well, you know what? I'll say it like the sons of Rebbe. <clears throat> you don't know what you did. What you did was so powerful in Shemayim. You agreed to be Mavaza yourself, to let yourself become embarrassed. You became mamish, so embarrassed, to help another Yid, a poor Yid. Ah, that's so worthy. And you wore this gala clothing for that. Listen to me. When you write in your tzavo, in your will, when you are nifter, you are to be buried in this clothing. If you wear this priest's clothing, your body will not be deteriorated. It won't rot. Because the malochim chavolei, the angels of destruction, will not have any power over you. And you will go straight to Gan Eden. And so that's the way I remember the story. And I heard the other version of it. And when people started to hear this part of when, when the sons of Rebbe came and said these things, so people began to trust him again to be the Gabba of Tzedakah, according to one version of the story. And now let me tell you something. Now that you dug up the grave and you found that Abnaftolchi is all in one piece and he didn't deteriorate, and he's in the gala's clothing, we see that the brocha that the, the sons of Rebbe gave is mamish holding true. And we see the koyach, if somebody goes to help somebody and not caring about themselves, but caring about the other person and do whatever it takes, within reason, of course, to be able to help, mamish, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Wow. And so that's the story. And so that was the story that the old man told. And now everybody there understood the story, what happened. Okay, and... Wow, Rabbi Herbs, look at the clock. Oh, boy. Okay, time to say goodbye. Everybody have a wonderful Shabbos, a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye.